the vast sea of podcasts on the web. 99.99999% of them are boring at best and predictable at worst. <laughs> Excuse me. Whew. Can we open that? Can we open the door? This is the Buttercream and Grit Show. Everything and nothing all wrapped into one. From current event discussions to talking about... Wait, 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 wait. Squirrel! <clears throat> Where was I? From current event discussions to talking about YouTube and throwing two middle fingers in the air to political correctness. Suck. Suck. It. It. Yes, we've lost our damn minds. And if you haven't lost yours, turn this podcast off. Now for the crazy motherfuckers that stayed. This is the Buttercream and Grit Show. And now your hosts, Buttercream and Grits. Yo, 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 Buttercream, what's happening, you gutter Muppet little heifer hump? Love the gutter Muppet. I still think that would be a great <laughs> line of, 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 of uh, uh, what do you call them, bobbleheads? That would be a great line of bobbleheads. It's even better pictures on Instagram, especially the one with that one carrying the tray with the cocaine and the razor blade. <laughs> Maybe we should do a gutter Muppet bobblehead giveaway. Well, don't we have to see if we can make gutter Muppet bobbleheads before we do a gutter Muppet bobblehead giveaway? That sounds like a grits problem to solve. <laughs> so what's been going on? Just uh, news flash. Life, we man. did have some good news. My baby puppy dog, who I love dearly because I love that little baby puppy dog. She no longer has baby puppy dog diarrhea. She's got solid little turdlets, and it's just made us so happy that we've just been taking pictures every time she goes just to celebrate the fact that she ain't got baby puppy dog diarrhea no more. Well, you know, just when I think the Buttercream and Grits show cannot start at a lower point. <laughs> well, you know, you you get attached. They become, they're family members. You don't want to see them sick, and unfortunately, she doesn't speak a lot, but she does talk. But uh, sometimes she can't enunciate or eludicate her feelings and exactly what's going on in her little tongue. I don't know what eludicate means. It's English. How about tudfisk? Do you know that word? I do. Hey, I'd like to ask a question. A very okay. serious one. Okay. I need you, you don't have to answer right away. You need to think about it. Oh, this is uh, just a little bit it's awkward thinking. All right. Best TV show theme song. Oh, that's easy. It's the one that you would just see the picture of it and you can hear it. And I already know that one. I don't even have to think about it. Say it. Well, it dep- well okay, let's, let me see. I got it two. One actually is a song. One is just like music. Okay. I'm going to say the most memorable one that I can just see a picture and hear the song in my head is Airwolf. Grits, I am in total agreement. Yep. Stringfellow Hawk, man. Mm-hmm. And what was the name of the guy in the back? Dom? Dom, yep. I think they're both dead now. You can... You can <laughs> I almost said something really unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that one, that one uh, I have... I can just see the picture of the little helicopter and the song just goes off in my head. Yeah. 
Now, the one with the, the actual words to the song is, for me, is probably Cheers. Yeah, I like that song. But Airwolf is the best theme song of oh, yeah. any TV show. Oh, it only yeah, ran from, from 84 to 86? Uh, I don't think it ran long. Well, remember they had that other helicopter show too, like Blue Thunder or something Blue like that. Blue Thunder. I remember watching those shows with my old man. Yeah, but Blue Thunder was an ugly helicopter. All the cool kids liked Airwolf because it was sexy. All right, there was a third helicopter show. Do you remember it? No, what was it? Riptide. I don't think I ever watched it. Is that like a Baywatch? Uh, hold on, was it? Hold on, Riptide. Uh, yeah, yeah, they had uh, like some... Uh, like big old uh, helicopter that uh, that one it was uh, Riptide TV show helicopter what kind of what that was a uh, some it, like it was huge and it was pink yeah I don't remember that that it was that a Sikorsky like, that sounds like something you would watch you remember Hardcastle and McCormick I remember the eighteen but do you remember Hardcastle and McCormick uh, I don't remember the name of the show. I don't remember necessarily it, watching it. It was like the judge and the convict, and he had like this cool car. It was like a coyote or something. Well, now, my favorite one like that was um, oh, the Fall Guy with Lee Majors, where he's oh. not the one in Kiss and Tell, but he's been seen with Farrah with the big four-wheel drive pickup truck, and he had the bathtub out in the front yard. Yeah, what kind of truck was it? That was a GMC, I think, wasn't it? It was GMC K25. And it was a big truck, big old brown truck with big old knobby tires on it. It was a cool truck, man. And by the way, that was before all the trucks had like four doors and all the stuff. Oh, and yeah. Every, every episode, they would jump that truck. You know something? I have found this guy on the Instagrams, and I think he's on TikTok too, but I hadn't found him. I don't remember seeing it on TikTok. And he takes those old body style trucks and stuff and like the Ram Power Wagons and stuff like that. Yes. And takes all the old guts and stuff out from in them and Reef does it with new stuff like the brand new Hellcat engines, brand yeah. new whatever. I, I mean, they a, are amazing. They're killer. I, those resto mods, 100%. And you know, next year is the next year, last year for the Camaro. Hold on. Name one other TV show that had a semi starring role of a helicopter. A semi-starring role of a helicopter. MASH. Mm -hmm. Oh, good call. That's not the one I was thinking of, actually. I was thinking of Magnum P.I. Oh, that was a good one. I like Magnum P.I. That was in Hawaii. Fun fact. Tom Selleck was too tall to ride in the Ferrari. So what did they ride him in? No, he rode in, it. he rode in it, but if you the way they filmed it, he always had to slump down or his head would stick out above the top of the car when he was in it. Okay, so I want you to think back to one of the best TV shows of all time. I'm not talking Chips, even though that was great. Okay? Okay. I'm thinking of Knight Rider. You know, I never did like Knight Rider. Hold on. I'm going to give you an excellent piece of trivia about Knight Rider. So Knight Rider, Kit, the Knight mm -hmm. Industries 2000 would drive itself. Right. And the way they would film those scenes is there was literally a guy wearing a seat suit. <laughs> I've seen those Driving on YouTube going up to drive-thrus, scaring yep. people. Yep. And, yes. Well, I mean, that would be a little unnerving even today if you had a car pull up to a drive-thru and there wasn't anybody in it. It would be scary. 
Well, I mean, you know, we don't do scary things. I mean, we did have that ghost hunting business, but we didn't get a lot of clients because we had to do all our hunting in the daytime. Mm. What was the 80s TV show with the motorcycle? Chips. Uh, that was one, but it was uh, this other one that I'm thinking of where this guy was Street Hawk. I don't ever remember that. I remember the Equalizer where that old dude drove the black Jaguar. Yeah, they, they've they redone the Equalizer a couple times. I yeah, think but Den- it's not the same. No, but Denzel's a good Equalizer. I used to, let's see, what was that? Uh, the song that had uh, the Peter Cetera. Is it Peter Cetera or Joey, Scar- Joey Scarborough song? Greatest American Hero. Even Mrs. Buttercream likes that one. You know, one of my favorite shows, and I know we kind of got stuck on this topic here. Well, I mean, it's just, I mean, the 80s were awesome. I mean, if y'all didn't live through the 80s, then I'm sorry, y'all suck. Dude, V, the original yeah. TV show, was amazing. I used to have a shirt that says, I shot J.R. Ewing. Yeah, we've talked about that, but I want to talk about V. Do you remember it? No, I never watched it. It was the aliens. They came and they're like pretending that there are buddies and they're stealing all See, the See, I never was a big fan. I wasn't a, I wasn't, I've never been big into aliens. I didn't really even get into superheroes truly until just recently. You know, I didn't even do like a lot of superhero stuff. Are you into alien superheroes at all? Well, I mean, you have to take it because I mean, Superman is an alien, but uh, Superman's not my favorite. I prefer Batman. There were a lot of good shows like Dynasty. I used to have to watch that like when I went to my grandmother's house and my mom because you had to watch Dynasty and Dallas and Knott's Landing and all that good kind of stuff. I used to watch when I was a kid, Little House on the Prairie. That was a crappy show. It's even crappy today. It wasn't crappy. There was always a good moral lesson. Eight is enough. Now, good moral lesson. Eight is enough was all right. Uh, the the police Different. drama stroke. The police, different strokes. Different strokes was good, but the police drama we watched. There were two: it was Hill Street, Hill Street Blues, Blues, Cagney and Lacey. Moonlighting. Didn't care much for Moonlighting. Starring a young Bruce Willis. What is the one? The TV show where the guy lived on a houseboat, and he was kind of a detective. Uh, I can't remember. You know, my memory for some of these. Surfside? No, that's not it. And it's not the Rockford Files. Um, the Rockford Files wasn't a bad show either. Riptide. I just mentioned Riptide. That's the one that had the helicopter. Uh, maybe that's not it then. Was your was that your idea of a segue? Because if it was, it was pretty good. <laughs> I don't know if it was Riptide or not. I don't know... Don't forget, uh, Crockett lived on a lived on a boat. Tubbs and Crockett and what? And yeah. um, my, I, I didn't like Miami Vice. Thunder in Paradise. That was was that that was Hulk Hogan. That wasn't in the eighties. I think it's Riptide, buddy. Yeah, I, and he had like this um, blonde headed chick. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, the team uh, operates out of Cody's boat. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe I just didn't remember the name being Riptide for something. I don't know. Dude, you mentioned A-Team earlier. A-Team was good. What a great nickname Face is. 
Well, he never was my favorite. He was good, though. I don't know about that. Oh, Battlestar Galactica? Hold on, what was the other one? Not Battlestar Galactica. What's the one with Twiggy? Beady, 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 beady. That was Battlestar Galactica. No, that was Buck Rogers. I thought Twiggy was in Battlestar Galactica. Uh, hold on. Twiggy, Buck Rogers, I think. Yeah. Beady, beady, beady. Hey, Buck. <laughs> Tweaky. Hey, Buck. Great must show. have been smoking marijuana or something. When? When you was watching Twiggy. Better, 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 but hey, Buck. <laughs> and was it in the 80s that we had the Ewoks Christmas and all that stuff after Return of the Jedi? Uh, listen, I, I don't even know where my Cabbage Patch kids are anymore. Return of the Jedi is coming back out in the theaters for its anniversary here soon. We ought to get find somewhere it's on and go see it. If they will let me barter with my beanie babies, I'll go. Hey. Oh, I'll have to take my baby puppy doll. So, Mrs. Buttercream and myself went to the movies last week. Oh, for Lord. the first time in like three or four years. I haven't been to see a movie since. The last movie I went to see was Bad Boys for Life. Guess what movie we saw? I don't even know any movies that are out. Jonathan Wick. Uh, I'm not a fan. By the way, terrible movie. Not a fan. Terrible movie. You know right, what movie here's I want? another show that I bet you didn't watch. Bitty, 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 bit. Hey, Buck. Quantum Leap. <laughs> you know, Mrs. Buttercream wanted to watch the remake of Quantum Leap. Oh, they remade it? What about yeah. Matlock? Uh, I'm not... A, oh. Sorry. I just had a nightmare where they're going to redo that... Um, that show with Jessica Fletcher there. Or everybody's favorite Unsolved Mysteries. No, no, no. What's the Jessica Fletcher one? I don't even know who Jessica Fletcher is. Oh, yeah. Hold on. It was... Uh, what TV show was that? It was uh, Murder, She Wrote. That's Angela Lansbury. Yeah, but the main character is Jessica Fletcher. Oh, I... Angela Lansbury plays the woman that is in it. That show went on for 12 years, and if they remade that, let me tell you, Mrs. Buttercream is going to be all over the I have thing. recently started re-watching a show. Now, how long did you say Airwolf went on for? Only a couple of years. Airwolf, it says, played four seasons. Airwolf? Really? I yeah, thought it was three. The show's four on here, but uh, yeah. I have recently restarted watching Fringe. You know which show? Uh, you got to tell me about Fringe. I'm just going to throw it out there. The Expanse. I, I don't wish, think I've ever seen that. Dude, I'm telling you, just like watch a couple documentaries about space first because all the planets and moons and all that stuff that they talk about are real. Well, that's interesting. I liked Voltron, Defender of the Universe. Oh, I'm going to tell you about the show from my youth here. Give me one sec. You ready for this one? You're supposed to have this stuff on your notes already. You're not supposed to have to giggle it. Uh, uh, hold on. It's called... Is it in English? It's. It was anime before anime was cool. Star Blazers? Uh, no, it's like Force 5 or something? Never heard of it. Hold on. It, it's called Force 5. Never heard of it. 
Oh, grits. You are missing out. It was like a anime-ish. Uh, the only like, anime I really watched was Voltron and then Star Blazers. Dude. Where, you know, they re- retrofitted the battleship Yamato to fly into space with the wave motion cannon. Yeah, this is pretty similar. I thought it was Force 5. Hold on. Force 5 cartoon? Never heard of it. Oh, yeah. I'm going to send you the link. I probably won't watch it. I'm not asking you to watch the whole thing. I probably won't watch any of it. Why would you say probably? You're a man. Tell me whether you're going to or not. I'm probably not going to watch it. Don't give me a probably. Give me a yes or no. Uh, Probably not. Okay. I'm going to tell a story for 90 seconds. No, so you because watch the clip you don't saying. ever tell stories that have points, and our listeners get turned off on that. Now, now I know it hurts when I say that to you, Grits, and I'm sorry. <laughs> you better should be. I'm watching the promo for Force 5 right now. 1980. 1980. The best yeah. year for movies was 1984. The So, trivia question for you. What was the first movie ever to have a PG-13 rating? PG-13? Mm-hmm. I have no idea. Come on, give it a guess. Uh, it's starring, uh, let's see who was in that. Uh, the guy from Dirty Dancing. Patrick Swayze? Yeah. Hmm. Before or after? And uh, it, was that the one, wait a minute, is that the one where they, uh, like the Russians invaded or something? That's correct. When the remake, it's the Koreans. God, what was the name of that? Red Dome. That's correct. 1984. Right. I, I told you 84 was a good year. There's a lot of good movies that's come out in 84. I remember just being a little buttercream, talking with my buddies out on the front lawn of my parents' house, and one of the older brothers of one of the guys had gone and seen Red Dawn. Wolverines! Now, there was another movie... In the 80s. It may have been, I don't know if it was before that or after that, where it had Tom, I think Tom Cruise was in it and C. Thomas Howell and a bunch of them, where they were at like a military school. Taps or something like that. Top Gun? No, Taps. Top Gun was 1986. Uh, so no. 19, 1981, it's got Sean Penn, uh, Timothy Hutton, Tom Cruise, George C. Scott. I like now. So George C. Scott's a good actor. I prefer his version of uh, Scrooge, A Christmas Carol. You know which movie I like? Super Troopers. Oh my God! Why do you always pick the dumb ones? Because I am dumb. Well, I'm not going to argue with you. Don't you just like to like zone out a little bit and watch some of these movies? I'll tell you, there's a movie from the '80s that I still watch to this day, and I even read the book probably at least maybe once a year. Christmas Carol? No, Christmas Carol ain't from the 1980s. Uh, Christmas Carol remake? No, it's not a Christmas movie. It's got um, Mary Tyler Moore, Donald Sutherland, Timothy Hutton. Ooh, uh, Outbreak. No. All right, give me another clue. Uh, it takes place in one of the Chicago suburbs. 
and I didn't realize this, but Elizabeth, Elizabeth McGovern was in it too. She played one of the char- main characters in it as well, and I didn't realize that because that's the um, lady that starred as one as the mother in as the younger mother in uh, Downton Abbey. Yeah, uh, Judd uh, Hirsch was in it. And this is from the eighties. Uh, a matter of fact, I think it was nineteen eighty on the dot. Ordinary People. Very good. Love that movie. Don't think I've seen it. Great movie. What's the one with the Volvos? They're boxy, but they're square. I don't no, know. They're but boxy, I, but they're safe. I don't know, but I remember Ruthless Rebecca. People. I don't know, but I remember Rebecca DeBornay spread eagle on that Porsche 928 in Risky Business. Uh, I'm thinking. Uh... Crazy people. No, nah, that's a. It, uh, isn't that a snow one? Nineteen ninety. Hey, oh, well, that's... do you remember the original Arthur? Uh, with Dudley Moore. Yeah, I'm uh, not a fan. I don't really like Dudley Moore. He's not. He's not one of my favorites. There's not a lot of movies that I like, and it's there's actors seem to have an airplane was stupid. Just same with Spaceballs and Blazing Saddles. What are you saying? Well, it's just, I don't know. It's just a lot of the movies. All right, I'm going to ask you a question now. Since Mm -hmm. you've asked me a question, I'm going to ask you a question. We're going to think consistently the actor that made the best movies. All right, you need to speak a little slower because I rode my bike to get a pizza earlier and I'm really tired. I had to get bungee jab straps to stick it on my little bike trunk. Well, why didn't you drive the Mercedes that you paid cash for, the Tesla you paid Cause, cash for? Because I paid for cash for my bike, too. <laughs> Let me guess. Does it have uh, like a little wicker basket on the front and little dolly-looking things on the thing with glossy pink paint? Uh, they're called streamers, and I have a horn. And I bet you put a playing card in the spoke so it sounds like a click, 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 click. Not just one. See? No, but what, there is one actor that I think consistently during the time frame of the 80s to the uh, early 90s that his he consistently put out more good movies than any other actor of Clint the Eastwood. Time. No. What's the genre? Oh, well, there was all kinds of genres. I would say the majority of them would be comedy. Tim Robbins. No. Oh, comedy. Uh, uh, who's the guy there who was so funny on Mork and Mindy? Robin Williams. But wrong. That's not who. That's not who. That's not the answer I am looking for. Th- Thomas Hanks. No. Uh, all right, give me another clue. Mm, he is a Canadian. A Canadian? Mm-hmm. Um, One of my favorite oh, actors yeah, of yeah. all time. John Candy. John Candy. To this day, I still think his movies are some of the funniest movies ever made. 
playing particularly trains. Uncle Buck, planes, trains, and automobiles, <laughs> the great outdoors. Dude, you're so right. The great outdoors. Me, me and a bunch of buddies text about that movie probably once a month. Have you watched Summer Rental? Where he rents the yes. vacation. That's hilarious. Yes. So once upon a time, uh, when we were living in New Hampshire, my buddy, his dad had uh, like a... I'll Does call his it story a, have a point? Not much of one. Okay. He had like a compound, okay, mm-hmm. that with a bunch of cabins and they'd rent the cabins out individually all summer. And at the end of the year, we would basically get access to the whole compound. And so we'd go up there with like this huge posse of us, right? And this mm-hmm. is when we were young and people, Posse. Were, you know, people were drinking. Were you all dressed like Vanilla Ice? Still do. Yup, yup, yup. Oh. Yo, 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 kitty cat. You got to drop that zero and get with the hero. So anyways. Oh, my Lord. We'd go up there. Uh, beautiful Lake Armington on the New Hampshire-Vermont bo- uh, border. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's three of us up there. Uh, just like we, we all went to college in the same basic area. And so we go up there and we're standing there. And it's Community like, hey, college. I shall ignore your insults, sir. Well, I was and, just asking. <laughs> and, and we're like, hey, you think we can swim across? And it's like, yeah, we can do that. And the thing about swimming across the lake is you also have to swim back. All right. So well, anyways, not if you could walk around. Nope. It, it Well, you could, but it's a long walk. So anyways, the first year, it's like the three of us did it. So we go up there. And now it's like the big party. And Mrs. Buttercream, before she came Mrs. Buttercream, she was just, you know, not Mrs. Buttercream. And she's on this uh, Wave Runner, okay, which is technically a boat because it has three seats. That's important because Wave Runners are illegal on Lake Armington. And she pulls that Wave Runner in front of the three of us who are swimming. Mm -hmm. And she turns around. She goes, suck my wake, boys, and punches that (laughs) thing. That sounds like her. That's my girl. <laughs> yeah. Uh, long story short. Uh, I was wondering if you was going to cut this thing down. It's getting to be agonizing. Lots of very good John Candy movies. There are lots of John, very good John Candy movies. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Uh, we watch it every year. Uh, I don't watch it every year. I watch it frequently. The one I watch, there's a couple that I watch every year. One of them is um, uh, Uncle Buck. Yeah. Um, that huge pancake. I love it. <laughs> hey, Summer you know, Reynolds up there, too. I like Do you know Leslie Rental. Nielsen was Canadian? And same with Eugene Levy, who is a genius. Do you remember the movie Best of Show? No. Dude, you, you gotta watch. It's so funny. I don't watch uh, a lot of movies anymore. I, I can't even talk about my favorite scene in that movie because I don't feel it's appropriate. But Will Arnett? Is Canadian too? Man. I don't even know who that is. He's uh, Job from uh, Arrested Development. I haven't seen that either. He, he's the... he's. Uh, you know, what? I think if I had to do over again, I don't think I would have went to college. Oh, I wouldn't have. So really Will, Ar- Will Arnett is uh, the boss Wilkes in uh, The Increasingly Poor Decisions of Todd Margaret, one of the best... TV shows ever made starring David I have Cross. been actually you know I am more of an Anglophile I prefer the British sitcoms as opposed to American ones usually have you seen Coupling no one of the funniest TV shows ever made it's like uh, it's like Friends but in a bar it's like and a coffee shop you just struck out right there because I don't like Friends yeah but it's better nor do I like Seinfeld 
We have to end the podcast now. It's time. <laughs> Take us out. No, it ain't time. Take us out. No, I got another question. Serious question. We're going to talk on one serious topic today because normally you and I don't talk about serious topics because, you know, generally speaking, since about like 1996, life is life just in America just kind of sucks. Do you remember when the Chronic dropped the Dre album? Man. What? I don't know. What? Anywho, I'm just saying that was a good album. All right, go with your serious question. All right, what do you think concerning all of the intel that has been released recently showing that everything they've been saying about Ukrainians winning is a lie? We knew it was a lie. If you listen oh, to I know any, that. Like, it's obviously uh, a lie, but I think the bigger implication, actually, is the fact that America's allies uh, now realize with how little regard we actually hold them and the amount of uh, spying that we're doing on our quote-unquote friends. Well, I mean, and I'm not really, let's just say I am not qualified to talk much about things on the world stage. I am not a diplomat. But do you not think fobbing off our greatest ally, fobbing off Dr. Jill Biden on our greatest ally is not an insult to the British? Of course, Joe Biden's an insult too, but... Uh, are you talking about the fact that we're not the big guy ain't heading over for the coronation? Yeah. I mean, while that is not important to us as Americans, that is culturally important to the British. There are so many things that people in power get wrong because they don't understand the people that they support or sell to or represent. Okay. Who does he represent other than himself and the Chinese government? My point is I can come up with dozens of examples of very powerful very educated, very quote-unquote smart people that continue to make the wrong decisions because they have no idea of who their, um, who is consuming the content or the product that they are creating. And I'll just leave it at that. Okay. And, and we're, and we're no, and, and we are, we are no different. The, the challenge is we insulate the people in power so greatly that they have no idea what the what the actual common person thinks because by the time they get the message it's been filtered through 15 layers of uh, of of massaging of the message so no matter what whenever they say how are things going with xyz the answer is always they're going great boss mm. and you know i'm one of the ones that i do honestly think and you know i'm gonna say this now before we get into world war three <laughs> because you know it's coming They've already shown you know the it on their TV over there. I have the never famous. believed in one China. I think Taiwan's a separate country, has been a separate country, and I agree. My feelings about the Chinese are pretty much along with the statement Lee Iacocca made about the Japanese back in the eighties. Yeah, but see the fallacy there, Grits, and and I know the quote you're going to say is the no, fallacy. I'm not going to say it. Okay, the the fallacy of what you say is that our opinion matters. You know, once upon a time, I was uh, I was taught something very important. What? And, and the question was, what's the, the definition? Sequential order of license plate numbers. 
Very important. <laughs> but, but the question was, what's the definition of cheating in a relationship? And the answer is whatever your spouse or significant other thinks it is. And so our uh, position, I disagree with that. Cheating has a, de, a defined definition well, regardless of what no, the situation is. Not true. It does. Not true. It does. I can make, I'll go back and I'll make my point. But the point is, however we feel about the China-Taiwan situation is irrelevant because it's actually how China feels about Taiwan that actually matters. And so back to the cheating question. I'm all for Taiwan becoming the next member of NATO. Oh, you mean the organization that had sworn to the former Soviet Union that it would not expand after the dissolution of the Warsaw Pact, that one? That was kind of the one I was referring to. Oh, you mean the NATO that's arguably the most ag- uh, aggressive military expansion program in the history of the world? That uh, Only you know, second to the military programs of the United States? When we think about the secretary, uh, what is it, the secretary general? Is that the title of the leader of the of NATO? They're basically a, a, a lobbyist for uh, weapons manufacturers. As Pretty far much. as I can tell, they have Pretty no real, yeah. I mean. Okay. I ha- now listen to me. Picture it. it what is twenty twenty three? Is that right? Yeah. Before I picture so it, two thousand seventeen. Real quick. It is a warm, springy summer day down at the coast somewhere with the the seagulls, the seagulling and pooping oh, on people's heads. Yeah, just like oh. that. You know, the, I, you smell like dead fish and stuff like that. And yes. you walk in and the air condition's blasting and you oh, could yeah. get a watermelon mint lemonade. Ooh, that sounds pretty good. Well, that's good because, you know, guess what? Hold on. Before you before you tell me what, i got to say the final thing. They're back. All right, I'm listening. I was going to say the final thing. I'm retracting my statement. The watermelon mint lemonades are back. Where can we get them? At that place that that fixes God's chicken. Yeah. Yep. Watermelon mint lemonade. It is absolutely to die for. So, what's the final thing? The final thing is the quote about World War Four. I don't think we're going to survive World War Three. But that is basically the quote. Oh. Okay. It's something. It's. I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but it goes. I do not know. <clears throat> with which weapons we will fight World War Three, but I do know that we will fight World War Four with sticks and stones. Will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That's what we used to say. That's right. Toughen up, Buttercup. And we didn't go around killing people. Nope. I got to know. What do you think about this guy and all this crap with Bud Light? Is that not just the dumbest thing? It's a, it's it, again, I, I alluded to it earlier. It's a question of a company not knowing its audience, not knowing its customers in any way, shape, or form. Well, now, uh, my I, thing is this is I'm all on. for wait, 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 real wait, quick. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, but you always take the microphone and talk and don't ever no, give me a chance. And I feel disillusioned and marginalized. I'm a victim. You sh- you, well, uh, you shouldn't feel that way. <laughs> uh, but. I actually went and listened to the interview of the the person who took over as uh, VP of marketing on the Bud Light campaign. And she basically has no, you know, she's willing to sacrifice their entire existing customer base for the illusion of this 
new set of potential customers. And it's just a total misstep. Well, you know, but that's what I'm saying is why do companies continually feel like they have to interject themselves in this? I mean, if I, you and I are in business, right? But I have the answer. Why? What? So the reason it really doesn't happen with small and medium-sized companies is they're not concerned about their ESG scores, whereas large multinational companies certainly are. And so they're willing to sacrifice a certain amount of profitability and product output to increase their ESG score. And they do that based on the the uh, things that they're applying today. Like It makes no sense to you and me because they're going to lose tons of customers. It's bad for the brand, but it does boost their ESG score tremendously. Well, who cares? They do. But why? If they lose their customers and they pissed off their shareholders, there ain't going to be nothing to do for the ESG stores because they ain't going to be in business. But again, these companies are large enough that they can absorb these losses. They might be able to absorb them, but I'm going to guarantee you there's nothing that's too large not to fail. Oh, you mean like all the banks in 2008? Well, they shut down that. That was a, that wasn't, I was all for it on failing. If they were too stupid to make good investments, then they should have closed permanently. I agree with you, but it doesn't matter what you and I think because the system supports businesses that are too big to fail all the time. They make terrible, terrible decisions, and uh, the the you know they privatize all of the profits and they socialize all of the risk. I just want a watermelon mint lemonade. You know what I got? And a homemade week? marshmallow. I got a remarkable device. It's like an e-paper notebook thing. It's mm-hmm. awesome. The Kindle has one of those out now. I'm sure they do. I like Remarkable. It's actually Norwegian. It it smells like Tudfisk. It does. Thank you. Great reference. It <laughs> smells just like Tudfisk. <laughs> hey, did you watch any of the Masters? No. I do not. I don't I even play golf. I enjoy watching some golf on occasion, and I did enjoy watching the Masters. The only thing I saw was Tiger Woods withdrew. I will say this. The guys who run the Masters totally get it. Their app is amazing. And it has been for years and years and years and years. Uh, It is a better experience leveraging their app than watching it on TV. I can believe that. Well, that's good. I still want a watermelon mint lemonade. And with that, that's the snout to the curly tail, everything in between. I'm going to get a lemonade. You go eat Tudfisk and whatever. We gone. You've been listening to the Buttercream and Grit Show. If you were able to make it to the end of the show, you have serious mental issues. And you're probably family. We hope you've enjoyed the show. If you did, make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. Drop us a note at grits at thecarolinaunderground.com. And if you're one of the rare listeners with opposable thumbs... Go to www.thecarolinaunderground.com slash buttercream and grits. Stay crazy, motherfuckers. See you next time on the Buttercream and Grits Show. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.